Reactor online. Sensors online. Weapons online. All systems nominal. Hello everyone. Today we begin to celebrate the wonderful and amazing season that is Mechtober. Late, but we're beginning. Uh, to start, we're going to take a look at a mech that I love, a mech that helped start the podcast you are listening to right now, and it is none other than the Penetrator. I've always been a fan of odd machines in Battletech, and while most of those weird wonders are machines that don't get a lot of love, like the Champion, Bombardier, Arctic Fox, and so on, the Penetrator has achieved a level of mainstream acceptance that most of them have not, either due to performance or aesthetics. So why is the Penetrator one of my favorite mechs? I think for that answer, we need to look at the ins, in-universe, and out-of-universe aspects. Uh, the concept for what would become the Penetrator starts with a smaller and arguably deadlier mech, the Blackhawk. And while the Blackhawk has a long and storied history in the clans before they so rudely crashed the party in the Inner Sphere, it would be encountered by the Federated Commonwealth and the Draconis Combine in a most jarring and terrifying fashion as part of a seemingly unstoppable juggernaut that came from the periphery. Both the Commonwealth and the Combine began projects which attempted to replicate the Blackhawk. Somehow, though, they reached entirely different conclusions as to what the mech should be. While the Combine would, de would design and build what I feel is the best inner sphere copycat mech of the invasion, the Federated Commonwealth decided that the Blackhawk had some room for improvement. You can't see the air quotes, but rest assured, they are there. Let's take a look at what the dream team at Callan, the company which ended up designing the Penetrator, came up with. When Callan decided they were building an inner sphere Blackhawk, they, they first pushed the chassis up to 75 tons. In a way, this makes perfect sense, as even the Combine went up to 60 to assure they could build a near peer to the clan machine. The next step was determining the speed of the Penetrator. And where the Blackhawk has a ground speed of 86 kilometers an hour at a full run, the Penetrator is a full 20 kilometers an hour slower, which is also reflected in a jump distance, which is a full 30 meters shorter at 120 meters. So now, in Callan's quest to emulate the Black Hawk, they placed three medium pulse lasers in each side torso, and while this does limit them to the Penetrator's front arc, it also makes them more durable than arm-mounted weapons. And in each of the mech's arms, it puts... Wait, the notes can't be right here. No, no. An extended range large laser. Now, remember how I said Callan and the Fedcom not only tried to emulate the Black Hawk, but also tried to improve upon its design? This was their solution. After making their mech that was supposed to be a take on the Black Hawk 20 tons heavier, they then made it 20 kilometers an hour slower and decided that they didn't want to try to emulate the Omni technology. They also decided that range was more important than building a machine that would blind its enemies as it vaporized them. Then, for an added measure of defense and straying farther from the design it was based on, they added an anti-missile system and its ammunition. Now, don't get me wrong, it has an impressive 13 tons of armor, and its 12 double heat sinks allow it to fire all of its long or short-range weapons at once, or even an ER large laser and three medium pulse lasers. While having this well-armored, almost pure energy boat with a standard weapon was, um, is an awesome thing, I don't think it would have killed the design to mount 
half a ton less armor and put the anti-missile system in a side torso with case instead of the center torso. What the Federated Commonwealth did wasn't build a copy of the clan's Blackhawk. Instead, the engineers at Callan built a slower but more reliable and durable version of the FLS 7K Flashman. I know this borders on being a conspiracy theory, but let me take you through all the red strings on the corkboard. Defiance Industries have been producing the Flashman in limited numbers since the First Succession War. It is 75 tons, features two arm-mounted large lasers, four forward-facing medium lasers, and a rear-facing medium laser, and a flamethrower. It moves the same speed, and was the design the Federated Sun side of the Commonwealth would have gained access to after the merger of the two states. My guess is that Callan got a hold of the design after the FedCom merger, applied the newly acquired Helm memory core technologies to it, and when the FedCom put out its bids for, you know, request for bids for a mech based on the Blackhawk, Callan saw their opportunity to sell an advanced copycat design without getting in legal trouble with Defiance Industries for copying their downgraded Starlake mech. Having covered that little theory, though, we should look at the Penetrator through the lens of it being both something unique, at least in its look, and successful, as even though it is either a poorly conceived Blackhawk copy or a highly advanced upgrade of the Flashman. So even with what many would consider a ticking time bomb in the center torso, the Penetrator does exhibit what could be described as zombie-like qualities. With the ammunition being stored in the center torso, and by utilizing the ability to dump ammunition at just the right time, the Penetrator can survive damage which would cripple most modern machines. Thinking of modern mechs in the Old Clan era, actually, uh, the Penetrator has been constantly upgraded since it began walking off the assembly line. The first of these variants is both an attempt to lighten the heat load of the base version of the Penetrator, as well as push it into a completely different role. This is the PTR-6F. In order to achieve the goals of this refit, the large lasers are replaced with a 10-rack um, long-range missile launcher in each arm that is linked to an advanced Artemis IV fire control system. One of the medium pulse lasers has been removed from each of the torsos, and the mech once again operates without cellular ammunition storage system for its plentiful ammunition, which only serves to exacerbate the danger of an ammunition explosion that the standard penetrator su suffers from. The next of these is another attempt to reduce the heat problems of the penetrator in the 6M variant. In this variant, a ton of armor, as well as two medium pulse lasers, have been removed in favor of four double heat sinks, uh, this is a common variant that does make the penetrator's heat load far easier to manage, but it comes at the cost of firepower and protection. The Steiner side of the FedCom uh, preferred a bit more electronic warfare protection for their flavor of penetrator, making them both better at operating behind enemy lines as ambushers, and also when operating against the new C3 technology that is utilized by the Draconis Combine. The 6S trades one and a half tons of armor in order to carry the Guardian ECM suite, sacrificing physical protection for an ECM suite that's mounted in its right torso. While the ECM suite does give it some wonderful capabilities, the trade-off for raw armor protection is a poor trade in my opinion. Now, during the FedCom Civil War, the Penetrator received another upgrade, 
This time the penetrator receives another electronics upgrade actually, but it is a totally different direction than the 6S. The 6T removes all of the medium pulse lasers and replaces them with ER medium lasers, which had just recently begun production in the inner sphere. These new lasers, as well as the ER large lasers, are linked to an inner sphere targeting computer system. Uh, this system isn't as accurate as pulse laser technology, but when combined with the farther reach of the extended range weapons, it pretty much evens out. Even with the addition of two double heat sinks, the 6T still, still suffers from the inherent heat problems of the original model. Now, the next to final stock variant of the Penetrator is the 7D. This is an interesting refit of the Penetrator. The 7D is built on an endosteel chassis and mounts an actuator enhancement system to increase the accuracy of the weapons in the arms. And in this case, Callum looked to the Penetrator's 75 ton competitor, the Marauder, and mounted a snub nosed PPC in each of the arms. The engineers at Callan didn't stop there, though. When they built this variant, they decided to drop the anti-missile system, and instead, to increase its defensive capabilities, clad the mech in reflective armor, making it more well-protected against energy weapons. And the last of the stock variants of the Penetrator is the 8D. The PTR-8D is Callan's most recent attempt to keep the Penetrator relative irrelevant in the age of reflective armor and advanced mechs available through Clan Seafox and on the open market. For this, Callan built on the development of the 7D and uses an endosteel frame and is cooled by 13 double heat sinks, which have been augmented with a coolant pod in the left torso. The anti-missile system has been upgraded to a laser-based anti-missile system, once again removing the penetrator's ammunition dependence. The armor on the mech is the same reflective armor as the 7D model. And Callan also added, um, replaced the medium pulse lasers with standard medium lasers in each of the side torsos with a single large re-engineered laser in each arm. This combined with its enhanced cooling allows, the, allows it to defeat mechs that would also use reflective armor and, if walking, can fire all six of its medium lasers and a large re-engineered laser, or both of those advanced large lasers with three medium lasers while only producing two heat. One other variant does exist, and it is one of a kind. The variant I am talking about is the Penetrator that was piloted by Archer Cristofori. The mech itself started life as a stock PTR-4D. After Archer's heroic actions on Huntress, though, the ER large lasers were replaced with their clan equivalents, and two double heat sinks were added with the saved weight. When Archer retired, his penetrator went to Thorin with him, where, during the Fedcom Civil War, it carried him through countless battles, in multiple campaigns, from a guerrilla action on his home planet to the Jade Falcon occupation zone. In the Ill Clan era, it is unknown where the mech has ended up. It could be a museum piece, or an oddity in the Thorin mil militia to this day that drives a procurement officer mad with its clan weapons. If that is so, though, as my favorite archaeologist likes to say, it belongs in a museum. So, for the person who asked me to cover why I love the Penetrator and why it is one of my favorite mechs, it's weird. It sits right up there with the Champion, Rakshasa, and Bombardier. Each of these mechs not only look unique and bring something interesting to the table, but it also 
also give Battletech an odd and quirky feel to it. I mean, not every mech can be a Marauder. Um, we still, though, need to look at this wonderful machine in Alpha Strike. So let's take a look at the Flashman 2, I mean Penetrator. Uh, we start off with the PTR-4D. It's 39 points and a skirmisher. It's a battle mech size 3 with a target movement mod of 1 and has a movement of 8 jump. has a relatively middle-of-the-road firepower with 3 at short and medium and 2 at long, as well as an overheat of 3. The 4D has pretty good armor and structure of 7 armor and 6 for its structure, and the only special that it has is anti-missile system. The 4F is an odd mech out for the chassis. It's a missile boat with a point value of 43. Uh, once again, it's type battle mech, size 3, TMM1, and 8 jump. You'll be hearing that a lot. It does hit a good bit harder than the 4D with a short of 4, medium of 5, and long of 2. It retains the armor of 7 and structure of 6 with specials of anti-missile system and indirect fire 1, giving it a bit more utility on the battlefield. Next up is the 6M model. And my thing just scrolled too far. There we go. Uh, this model is 39 points, like the 4D, and makes a few interesting trade-offs. Like the earlier version of the Penetrator, it's type battle mech, size 3, TMM1, movement of 8, and jump. It is also a skirmisher and does 4 damage at short, medium ranges, short and medium ranges, and 2 at long. It does have a reduced overheat of 1, though, and also has both armor and structure of 6 with special of anti-missile system. <clears throat> After the 6M, we get into the 6S. Give me one second, got to take a drink. The 6S is once again a minor variation on the 40. This time, it is also a 39-point skirmisher, though it makes different trades in the 6M. The 6S has the standard penetrator stat line, Battle mech, size 3, TMM1, movement of 8, jump, as well as retaining the 3 short and medium with a long of 2 and an overheat of 3 of the 4D. It does, however, trade its armor down to 6 for the ECM special ability, retaining the 6 structure and AMS special ability. The 6T is, well, in Alpha Strike, stats at least, it is a carbon copy of the 4D, with all the tech swaps essentially evening out and giving the exact same stat line as the 4D, so we're really not going to go into it. Like I said earlier, uh, the targeting computer versus pulse lasers, it, it all sort of evens out. Uh, the 7D variant of the Penetrator is the first that I would look at as a competition model in Alpha Strike. It has a standard penetrator stats of battle mech size 3, TMM1, movement of 8, jump. It is a skirmisher and comes in at 37 points, a little bit less than most of the other ones. It has a short of 4 and medium of 3, armor of 7, structures of 6, with specials of energy and reflective armor, making it a very effective and hard-to-kill battlefield unit. The 8D is the last of the stock penetrators. Uh, this model comes in at 39 points again, battle mech, size 3, TMM1, movement of 8, jump. It's a brawler with damage of 4 at short and medium and no long range with just one overheat. has armor of 7 and structure of 6 with specials of anti-missile system, re-engineered laser, and reflective armor. This would be the other competition model if I were to use it in an Alpha Strike event. 
overall thoughts on the Penetrator and Alpha Strike is that it is a solid unit in most, if not all of its configurations, at least in all but one. It does harbor a few fatal flaws, or actually it harbors a fatal flaw, um, and that is the lack of case or case two. I seriously can't believe that Callan Industries, one of the premier mech manufacturers in the inner sphere, doesn't have ready access to case technology. And that no one there has thought to move the anti-missile system ammunition to a side torso and sac half, sacrifice half a ton of armor to mount case to protect it. I'm also shocked there isn't a field refit of the 4D, 6M, 6S, and 6T this swaps out the standard anti-missile system for a laser anti-missile system in the Dark Age or Ill Clan eras, given that the 4D is actually still in service in the current era of Battletech, so pretty much in service for almost 100 years now. Now, if you have made it this far, I want to thank you very much. Um, if you would like to support the Unicorn Company podcast, you can do so at patreon.com slash unicorncompany. Also, if you would like to get one of the new Penetrator minis, you can find them at our sponsor, FortressGamesAndMiniatures.com. You can find the Penetrator in the Hanson's Rough Riders Battle Lance Force Pack for $22.49, which is a significant price drop from the $29.99 retail price. Like I said, that is at FortressMiniaturesAndGames.com. I also would like to thank you all for listening. Uh, thank my patrons for supporting the podcast and helping make it possible. Um, thank you all. And until next time, this is Carrie signing off. I'm gonna find my meaning, I can make a change. I wanna play the game. You wanna sink or swim? I'm gonna go down swinging. Go deep within. Get lost in the field, just need a win. I'm going off, I know it's time to make a change. And I can take the pain. You wanna sink or swim? I'm gonna go down swinging. Go deep within. Get lost in the field, just need a win. I'm gonna find my meaning, I can make a change. I wanna play the game. Now, where do I find the button to stop this? Oh, I'm getting old. Oh, well.